Hello and welcome to Let's Make Mistakes, the podcast nominally about design. We are your hosts, <laughs> Liam Campbell. Oh, and I'm Stephanette. And Mike is usually here, but he is now in uh, Australia, or the land of tomorrow, as I like to call it. Good day, mate. Thank you. Yeah. Wow, that was great. That was actually really good. Thanks. It was like there was some sort of Dundee in the room. Ooh. Uh, it looks like Australia is kind of fun. He's like making out with a French bulldog and in a bounce house and stuff. Yeah, it was really weird. Super yeah. weird. He's like 19 hours ahead, which isn't even a number I can do math with. Anyhow, we have guests in the studio today, as we sometimes do. Today we have uh, the Catlins, Hampton and Michael Catlin. Uh, I worked with them for a while. I think they're real great. They've done a lot of interesting stuff. Um, mm. and, and they've done, well, you, you, you uh, he's scoffing, <laughs> but he's done a ton <laughs> of interesting shit. And actually, I believe that you two have done so much interesting shit that I think it would be... I don't think it would be right for me to just introduce you by the things that I know you for. I think you should tell me what you like to be known for. Uh, this is the quiz <laughs> portion. Maybe, yeah. uh, say so I was, wait, I don't know. I wrote a book, which was pretty interesting. When I was a kid, I recorded an audio book of a Sylvia Plath children's story, which um, they, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I should be known for. I didn't know that was wait, a thing. Really? Yeah, really. Uh, it was, oh it was my, the, the, the story was definitely not very Sylvia Plath, um, but the, one of my friend's mums was an audio engineer or something and she just needed some kids to, it was like a book about 12 kids or something. And but, I was, but the funniest part is your parents are all from the North in yeah. England and he'd just moved to the South at this point. And so there's all these kids on the audiobook, and they're all posh. Yeah. Oh. Really posh. Except, except Michael there's, there's, for some reason the youngest son in the audiobook kid. has a thick Northern <laughs> accent. <laughs> It was, it was an interesting, it's pretty entertaining. Choice made. But the sad thing is, I only have it on cassette, um, so oh. I haven't been able to play it for a while. I, maybe I we should have a listening know. party. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, maybe <clears> fun. Let, me, let me see. What have I done that? Well, I guess it's fun to do ones that nobody knows about. Uh, I work part time at a bar, and I made a website to track um, what was said and voted on in the Canadian Parliament. Um, that really was popular in the early two thousands. I also uh, had a popular podcast early, early, early podcast days called. Uh, just as loud. It was like an anti-Bush podcast. See, I didn't even know about any of that stuff. Yeah. Nobody does. That's awesome. I just, I just, you know, I just make things, man. That's what I do. That's what you do. Wait, where do you bartend so I can be like making uh, a drink? Third rail. Third rail. So okay. if anybody wants to come in and say hi. Okay, awesome. Well, I technically bar back. I get to make some of the cocktails. It's more like a super part-time thing. But I was regular enough there and I was like, so, you know, people pay personal trainers, mm -hmm. especially in the city. You're like, oh, I need to work out. So they like climb fake walls. Apparently, that's a thing in our neighborhood. I don't, I don't get it. I feel like you could just as easily climb a real wall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, instead, I get an employee discount at one of the best bars in the country, and uh, I spend like a Friday night just hauling beer kegs up and down the stairs, which oh. is the best CrossFit you can possibly yeah, do. And you get a shift drink out. So a shift drink. Yeah. yeah. Every, if you work at a bar, you get a shift drink. It's I like, did not know that. Yeah, wow. Like a shift meal, but liquid. <laughs> <laughs> More intoxicating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, things you didn't know. That's another That's thing. Awesome. I, I did know that you were doing that uh, bar backing thing. Oh. I find it totally fascinating. It's fun. You guys are like deep into your neighborhood in San Francisco. Yeah, we are. We're dog patchers. Yeah. You're dog patchers. Dog patch eye, maybe. Is the, I don't know. If I don't even know what my neighbors look like. <laughs> I, I must admit, I think it's due to one of our neighbors being very... Uh, he's he's very effusive and, and likes talking to people and wants to make sure we have a good connected community. So he organizes a lot of parties and stuff like that. And so that's yeah, how we know nice. most of our neighbors. That's really cool. Yeah, like all of our next door neighbors, we hang out a lot and uh, it's fun. And our neighborhood, we know a lot of people. Dog Patch is a very neighborhoody neighborhood. So there you go. That's neat. That's not that's not that that interesting of a conversation though. I love my neighborhood. I think it's pretty interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I just found out the, about this really cool butcher shop in the dog patch where they have oh, like Wagyu. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like every two weeks they have a shipment of it and all the restaurants scoop it up and you can get like one slice. It looks crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like it's so fatty. The Wagyu there. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's what I need. It's what I need in my life. So this is meat talk with Liam and Steph. <laughs> well, I, so I'm also into sous vide-ing. So you are? I don't oh, really? need to do with Wagyu, but yeah. Um, you can get cheap meats. What have you What have you sous vided lately? I mean, uh, creme brulee is kind of my specialty to sous vide. Wait a wait, minute. What? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm blowing your mind right now. Yeah. Completely. What? Uh -huh. Yeah. How do you? How does it? How did? What? Go on. 
uh, I mean, so you put them in little ball jars, like small uh-huh. ball jars, and yeah. you so can yeah. basically get it like right up to the you know minimum temperature. And yeah. uh, when it sets, is. and then it, it well, it, it's way smoother and more uh, a little more liquidy. Yeah, because essentially um, a sous vide bath is kind of a bamarie. So. Yeah, so you're never gonna get it above the temperature. So you end up with this super creamy, perfect creme brulee every time. And, oh my uh, god, it's a good thing, and you can make it ahead of time. So uh, dinner party uh, uh, pro tips. Uh, also wow. pork I really like sous videing pork mm, and then using good. my skillet to brown it after this, this is so about design right now I design is all around us yeah it's true <laughs> uh, and clearly you guys have designed your lives in an interesting way you get to do a lot of you I'm honestly how do you have time to do any like do anything else if you're like sous videing and, and barbacking <laughs> like you you also like have projects like a lot of them can, can I I'm gonna say you one can, project you can go into them yeah you are working on right now uh, a thing called WordSet, yeah, which well, is a for... collaborative dictionary. Mm-hmm. Would you tell me a little bit about it? Well, it's a collaborative dictionary. Okay. Called WordSet. <laughs> huh. Huh. So um, it's collaborative. And it's yeah. a dictionary? <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, so years ago, uh, I used to work at Wikimedia Foundation, work on Wikipedia Mobile, and uh, we were trying to make a mobile version of the, the Wikipedia dictionary called Wiktionary. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, it it resisted being made <laughs> a mobile app. I mean, you could style it, but you can't search on there. Like, it's not a. If you think about it, it's just like a Wikipedia pages. So these just flat, like just mm-hmm. text. So you can't go like, oh, give me a list of all the nouns. Uh, Wiktionary is just like the. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it just really resists any sort of like putting into order, uh, which I always thought was kind of sad because there's a lot of good work in there. So uh, we kind of you know, I ended up launching another dictionary back then because Wikipedia didn't care about it. I uh, did a different mobile app uh, years and years ago and it became popular, but it had a really cruddy and like I'd use bad data, like not good quality stuff. And uh, so this was kind of after doing a couple other gigs, six years later, decided to uh, make the original idea a real thing. So mm-hmm. it's a structured dictionary. So like there's entries and you can actually look up what's on down. Um, it's amazing. And people vote on kind of their collaboration. So we wanted to build like a night, like we want to build the nicest system we could that helps new people learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been doing that for the past year. Yeah. Um, I think also it was the um, the open source dictionaries that were available at the time were either unstructured, like the Wikipedia one, or they were just pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> like you'd have really bad definitions that were the same for a lot of really quite different words. Um, or it was, you know, one of them was Webster's 1919, I think, Yoosh. which... Oh, my God. You oh. can imagine has a couple of uh, dicey definitions when it comes to sexism. Yeah, it wasn't the most progressive uh, yeah. dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, that's what uh, a lot... I mean, the current, like, GNU Linux dictionary is based off... Or it is Webster's 1919, pretty much, with only a couple changes that oh people have made. And uh, we thought, hey, people should be able to actually change this stuff themselves. Yeah. Uh, it was a project that we, you know, we started as a company, but we were like... It's not likely to make any money. Turns out we were correct. Oh, <laughs> so you're not making any money on it? No, no. So okay. nonprofit or yeah, no, I, well, I don't know, know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't do commercial. Okay, we don't do commercial. <laughs> wow. Yeah, our theory, but I, I, it's been a really fun project. So. It has, and it's been super interesting. If I can loosely tie this back to design, please. Um, <laughs> the idea of collaborating and creating a friendly space where you also have to be, you know, encouraging um, about errors that someone might have made. Um, I definitely found that certain collaborative online resources, I won't use any names, I don't know. Well, okay, Wikipedia. (laughs) Um, I had a really bad time with uh, when I first started, you know, trying to edit it. It it definitely felt like I'd contribute something, I researched something, and then it would be an immediate revert or, you know, people would just say, no, this is wrong or whatever. I found that really bad. Um, I I just didn't like contributing and I quickly fell off that kind of, um, and it doesn't surprise me that I think a a number of, you know, stats are coming out with editor rates at Wikipedia are are dropping. Super um, fast. Yeah. Yeah. And so we kind of wanted to try and build a more, you know, friendly space. Um, You know, like you offer improvements or you say, oh, you know, I don't think this is quite right. Try it this way. And you still give that person the opportunity to improve and, you know, change their their edits and stuff. So that was another big part of um, that. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, and and like how do you, we wanted to make it feel official 
because it has to look okay, like, but then you also want it to be approachable. Mm-hmm. So like you want it to look like a dictionary, but dictionaries aren't, they, be, yeah. it can be a little scary. And, but then you're like, you know, you don't want to do everything like blue and fun and happy. Cause then it's like, <laughs> wait, what? This isn't this a serious is thing. dictionary. Yes. In yeah. Sense, yeah. Like we don't have an owl giving you advice about how to commit. Like we can make it look a little <laughs> bit more like a library kind of, and, and how we, and uh, we definitely had to spend a lot of time redesigning how you vote on stuff and how we express that, like, and giving feedback. Um, I think we went through three major mm-hmm. designs of the past year um, for everything. It's <laughs> looking very lovely now. Yeah, we're, yeah, we we hired a professional, uh, like, graphic designer <laughs> instead of us just <laughs> going, "Hey, that looks good." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, we're, right. we're definitely in more on the UX side than the, uh, <laughs> the yeah, like. Picking a font. I'm like, that one looks fine. It's yeah. good. It looks well, like a programmer built it whenever I do it. <laughs> That's fine. It, cer- certain times a programmer builds it and it makes it better. And other times, yeah, people, like, you know, programmers get a bad rap. But I think that programming has a lot to do with design. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to yeah, structure sure. something well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I was always proud of our UX. Like, I think it made sense. Or we were mm-hmm. always trying to improve that. But, you know, there's kind of the, uh, it didn't maybe look the best. <laughs> <laughs> it, it works. Yeah. Like, it works. It was fun to use, even. Yeah. I mean, that, we were trying to give, yeah, make it feel snappy and feel happy. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge of the project for us has been, like, outreaching to people who care about dictionaries. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that there was, there's a lot of English majors, right? Isn't that yes. the thing? You, yeah. you get an yeah. English major and then you're like, oh, well, that's not a job. Um, <laughs> and then, you know. I mean, you yeah. To, you were going to feel the dreams it. Isn't that right? Yeah, oh, wow. if you build it, then the the word nerds will show up. Well, the ghosts, <laughs> baseball ghosts. I don't know. Baseball I didn't ghosts. watch the film. <laughs> yeah, that should be what your users are called. Yeah. <laughs> not not Wikipedians or word setians, but baseball, baseball ghosts. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they didn't really show up in droves. I think at any one time we have about five super active collaborators, and they kind of change out who it is. And I mean, we've done a ton of good work. It's actually it, one of the cool parts about this project, even though we're we're kind of not focusing on it. Uh, going forward because we ran out of money. It was our own money. We're not... Yeah, You can well, pitch this to VCs. Right. Yeah, like, no, <laughs> or at least I'm not going to. Freely uh, available for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, it, you know, I forgot what I was going to say. No, it was just harder to bring in, like, not as many people. Uh, we, we were unable to tap into the... Like, I don't know if you've heard of Word Nick. Um, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a it's funny. That's a, It's a very interesting um, <clears throat> project. And... Uh, it kind of started with some very different ideas about what it would be, and I think they're still trying to figure out what, what they are. Um, and it's funny, they have like, I think all you can do on there as a user is make a word list, hmm. but they have like 20,000 active users doing that. Are they the ones that allow you to adopt a word? Well, so they're fundraising now, and the way okay. they're doing it is by adopting yeah, a word. Yeah, that's really cool. I see. Um, and uh, uh, Aaron McKean, who's the, the uh, I guess, founder who's still on running it every day, she's a badass and i think she's really good at attracting people mm-hmm. who are into words and we're just she's a friend not. of mule word nick was an early mule project back oh, in the day oh nice uh i wasn't i wasn't here i just know about it from the lore interesting we have stone tablets it's pretty cool i think yeah they, they were you know they've always been trying to figure out exactly what to grow up to be but they've got the marketing side and we yeah are terrible Apparently, yeah. <laughs> well, one thing you guys did really well was have uh, these different projects. Like you'd go on to, mm-hmm. I, I would go on to WordSet late at night, probably after like two beers, because that's when I'm like, what, what websites do I know? I should go edit, <laughs> right? And I'd be like, I could, I could, I could say, I could say some words right now, and I would, <laughs> and there would be like a project, and be like, hey, we're improving yeah. the verbs. Like, click here to literally get a verb that you can make better, yep. and you click it, yep. and it sucks, and then you just make it better, and people are like, I affirm your action. Yep. That was the that's the coolest thing. That was I mean I I still enjoy editing. Um, it's fantastic. I, I, yeah, and we're it's, it's cool. Like, I mean, so we we've updated our mobile app to uh, and and there are a lot of users of that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, there's a lot of people using the the edits. It's just uh, yeah, it's cr- cracking how to how to get. So if if you know anybody out there, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of people I know who who use words. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, mm. Well, it's, it's funny. There's very much when you're starting a company or working on a project, like you know, like I know how to market to to developers. Mm-hmm. Like I know how to reach that audience. Like those are my people. Like they follow me on Twitter. Like we're down. But it's funny. I think you do have a tendency to build tools for 
people who are not you or people who you don't. Yeah, I like, prefer to do that. Yeah, it's definitely like a. Well, I like to build things for people who aren't getting things built for them. I, um, I admire that a lot. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. one of my. Uh, Which is kind of the. Well, I know in uh, tech right now we do have a bit of a problem. Was oh it's, my god. Um, building tools that do what your parents won't do for you anymore. I think that was something. <laughs> or or yeah. even just tools that allow you to build more tools. Yep. Like yeah. hundreds of designers working on InVision or things like InVision. It's like you guys could be making things with design rather than just design for design. Yeah, I don't know what InVision um, is. It's a thing. I also think a lot of like new apps I hear about all, all sound like <laughs> ideas. Like, man, yeah. I could go yeah. really go for some Chipotle right now. Like what if, yeah. what if you could a get lots of food delivery apps? What if you could buy quarters? <laughs> what if you could just buy them? Envision is a neat little design app. It's actually really useful. It's just they have they are very they have a very high opinion of themselves. They have mm. like a documentary about how cool design is, mm. and mm. it's just like lots of dudes and beards like going design. It makes everything possible. So it's like a typography uh, documentary. It, oh, I would just think it would look exactly like that. Even less focused and interesting. Look at the curvature on this T. See, I would Isn't love that. that. I, I do I, that. I would, yeah, I would. Yeah, there is a documentary about well, Helvetica, 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 right? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that, though. Because I don't even like Helvetica, but I watched that movie and I was like, yeah, I see that E. <laughs> Ooh, I'm yeah. looking at that lowercase E. <laughs> One of the Ooh. best parts of Helvetica is watching all the people who hate Helvetica getting interviewed on it. Like uh, yeah. Eric Speakerman, old German dude, is just like, it's a shitty font. I don't know why anyone <laughs> likes it. Uh, so... I like Ariel, but that's... <laughs> what? I, I respect your opinion. I respect Actually, your opinion. my... my uh, that's not, <laughs> <laughs> I think my programmer go-to font is Verdana for some reason. That's very readable. Solid. That's yeah. just like a... Hmm, what font? <laughs> Verdana. It'll work. Verdana. Is it Verdana? Verdana. I think I called it Veranda for like six oh, years. Oh, and like then the same thing. I think yeah. I did too, yeah. Yeah, and then someone corrected me and I was like, oh no, shame. <laughs> the new cologne from Calvin Klein, Verdana. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I do voices, so it's cool. I love that you do voices. Yeah. I do. I'm usually the one over here like talking to myself. Three people are doing a podcast and I'm like, it wasn't having its pockets. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so you, word said didn't make you any money, which is no. too bad. Uh, oh. That, that data is freely available though, right? It is. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that was, we were like, we liked the project cause we we're like, all right, well, you know, we started with a thing called WordNet, mm -hmm. the confusingly very similar named, uh, WordNet. And, uh, it was a Princeton project that got closed down in like 2002 and, uh, had a lot of problems. And, you know, I was like, okay, so if we spend a year working on this, like at the end of this will be a better version of WordNet that people can use. Mm -hmm. Like, like you know, okay. Let's say we were doing our new food delivery startup called Grubberly, and Ooh. you can use that. Uh, anyone out there? Grubberly. Or not? But, but you're like, like Grubber, Grubberly. Let's say, let's say you, you raise some money, you work really hard, and then eh, it doesn't work out, and then. Uh, yeah, you just stop. Yeah, I guess it's and they're like, neutral. well, like, I guess we're not delivering food anymore, so that's the end. Yeah, um, it's just over. Where yeah. we were like, hey, this is kind of fun because at the end we're like, here you go, world. We yeah. updated an open source dictionary. Um, yeah, people can really run with good. it. Yeah, a, a thing nobody re was really asking for, but you know, just because some, some word nerd will will love that it exists, and well, many do. Well, it needs to. I mean, that was kind mm -hmm. of our like. Um, the idea that people go back into a room and just decide what our language is and they're yeah. privately owned corporations that decide that and nobody get like they don't send a full diff out of what changed every year between the mm -hmm. dictionaries. They just change words and like, you know, they'll tell you the new word they did and that's all over the news all the time because that's super interesting to people. But they don't tell you what they edited uh, or didn't edit. And uh, these things are powerful because they, they like they use them in court like. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Like you will look up like they will define words in a court in order yeah. to help make a decision. And uh, this seems like a pretty precious yeah. uh, thing. And uh, I wonder when they changed the definition of marriage. Well, I, I know. Like, I'm, I'm assuming it was at some point. Sorry, that, that was no. I was just we, thinking, like, because you could literally, I suppose, in a dictionary, change the definition. Of don't marriage. get us started on sexist shit we found in the dictionary. Oh, oh, it is terrible. Just open your Merriam-Webster and go look up anything um, 
Like, uh, actually, they just got in trouble for this. somebody else. No, that was OED. It was OED. They were using the term rabid, and their sentence was about a rabid feminist. Wow. Interesting choice. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. Well, the OED is made by, like, 200-year-old wizards, right? Yeah, pretty well, much. Well, so they had a real snafu, because on uh, Twitter, somebody pointed this out, or somebody wrote a blog post about it, and then somebody asked, asked them uh, the OED on Twitter, and they said, their response was, hmm, so you're... You know, as a feminist, you feel really strongly strongly about we should make this change. Is there some sort of word in the dictionary that would represent your feelings? Uh, Whoa! Yeah, they gave sass back um, about the word rabid. Jeez. uh, Yeah. Anyhow, and then I was like, like we 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 fix that in ours. (laughs) But we just did a thing where we went through and looked wherever there was gender in example sentences, and you really don't need them. You can say I or you or we or it or they mm-hmm. and it works just fine for almost any word um and the examples we found when we we did a quick like we set up a project and i think it was thirty thousand words i think or meanings had had definitions that mm-hmm. were flagged and pretty much all of them were something that if you actually looked at them they were messed up like mm-hmm. nagging definitely a woman yep i was like the the wife nags at her husband and then there was um the footiest <clears throat> one was uh, well, Merriam-Webster's current entry to for uh, to shoot. Um, so there's like eight meanings of shoot and whatever. I'm not going to – I could list them all. I could right off the top of my head. I could show off. Um, but like – so some of them are like to be shot at and then there's like to shoot someone or to like harm yourself, to sh- like to shoot yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. And, anyhow, they split 100% evenly. It says she – was shot at she shot herself in the foot he shot a deer he wow. shot his rival um it's so every single one of them like of these eight entries uh each one where it's a passive actor it is a female and every place that it's active it is a male and this isn't like you know the universe is not in- imploding on itself we didn't like open a black hole at cern that's not the level of problem this is but it's just one of those things that we're like yeah, we should probably just fix this. Yeah. Just because some some dude in 1890 was writing down some ideas and he was trying to think up sentences about shooting and maybe some of his biases got there. I, I, we just thought like, hey, it'd be kind of cool if like, I don't know, you could say you shot yourself in the foot and then problem avoided. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we found a bunch of weird. Actually, I can't. I should have. Sorry, there's a blog post out there. Look, uh, your dictionary is sexist. And the follow-up blog post, your dictionary is most definitely sexist. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> Where we pulled out some of the best, I can't think of them. Or worst, worst. Or worst. I mean, just the craziest. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, um, yeah, gossip, definitely. Um, I can't remember. Never mind. All right, I'm done. That's incredible, though. Yeah, it was, it was funny. I didn't think it would be as problematic. Like, I mm-hmm. thought we were going to find them and just go, you know, whatever, it'd be random. And we were just going to, we were doing this as an editorial thing. Like, a control. We were just going to be like, hey, you know, let's just avoid the whole issue. We didn't start with some sort of grand mission in, in mind with it. But then as yeah. you're, you're having to face each one and edit them and you just go one by one, all of a sudden you're like, this is insane. <laughs> like, how come nobody's fixed this? <laughs> like, anyhow. Uh, yeah, and we, we kind of became rabid, I guess, would be the word. Mm. Oh. Great, great <laughs> choice of one, though. Is that how you get rabies? Probably. Probably. So, uh, <laughs> well, I was actually wondering with like any collaborative tool or anything on the internet, how do you avoid people just totally trolling it and fucking around? Like Wikipedia has this huge mm-hmm. giant community. So it like self repairs like instantly. Like if you screw with it, like it's fixed in a few minutes. So Wikipedia is weird. They don't have a huge community anymore. It's a very small community. It's mostly bots that do the reverting. Wow. So, yeah, it, it's not a particularly, and they don't tend to give great feedback which is one of our issues uh yeah we designed really specifically for this so we have a whole um there's a we have a point system i know it's a bit of a design slash dot oh whatever i Um, like it it's 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 nice and so there's like every every time you make a good change it's accepted you get points and we in voting gets you points and yeah uh there's a secret metric called trust points that uh, we built that basically is, we, we don't it's not something you can look up about yourself and it's basically calculating like your behavior on the site and whether or not we think you're trolling or not so if you start off uh, a new account on the site uh, if you put in I think two proposals that get rejected then you're banned and all your proposals are removed things rarely get flagged or rejected that I think we've only lost. like sometimes people show up to the site make a bad edit and then just 
never come back. Mm-hmm. Even though we gave feedback, then they'll eventually yeah. that'll get rejected. But for the most part, rejections aren't like a thing on the site. They very rarely happen. But the, the ideas that we're building into the system, we, we tried to figure out like um, the more trust you have on the site, the more your vote counts. And that's what actually determines uh, your ability to even reject. So people with the highest points uh, get them by being uh, nice and being a good citizen on the site. Um, uh, the points themselves are more just like a score. It's it's funny. We, we designed two different point systems. There's one you can't see and then one. Like, okay, let's say that you go to everybody's proposal and you start trolling and you're like, nope. N- like, nope. You just start voting no because you are a horrible person. Uh, <laughs> well, each time you vote no, your regular points are going up. Okay. Um, so technically you are getting one point each time you do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your trust points, I know this everybody wants a detailed explanation. I, I, I was really, I'm really excited about this, this system. Because mm-hmm. basically what happens is if those proposals end up getting accepted, your little negative one vote because you're being mean and you're new uh, actually turns into, a, like if you vote against the crowd too much, uh, that goes against your trust points, uh, and that will get you banned. So basically, somebody voting nay on a bunch of ones that were really good, and everybody else who's been there longer is like, no, this is a good one, and it passes. Uh, that's how we can tell that you were probably trolling. Um, anyhow. So, I mean, we, we went through awesome. all these scenarios about different ways you could troll, and we yeah. some of our test cases are, like, coming up with ways that you could troll the site and making sure that... A couple of times we did get... People who were, I think, trolling and, um, you know, they came in and tried to add a random word or whatever. We had a set of rules that we liked to follow for adding a new word. And it was like, if it's been used by, say, a well-respected news source yeah. in a context where it isn't explained. Mm-hmm. And this one person, I think, was coming in and trying to be trolly. And actually, I think he argued, I think it was a guy, uh, I think argued pretty well the case for including, I think the word was badonkadonk. <laughs> um <laughs> At first, I thought, oh, this is definite troll, probably. But then there were a couple of sources. Wait, the issue with Badonkadonk was the, I think, the example sentence and stuff he wrote were like. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, I really love looking at that's a large why I Badonkadonk. We were like, mm. No, it was actually over whether it was sexist. Oh, sorry, whether there was there needed to be gendered language. So oh, is a Badonkadonk necessarily uh, a female or can it be a male? Can a male have a Badonkadonk? Um, I would argue yes. Yeah, so I think yeah. we ended up saying if as long as this is gender neutral, yeah, this is an acceptable word. But that was a good, yeah, that was a good situation where it was uh, the whole the whole entry. I don't think the word we didn't have a problem with the word. I mean, we're fine with slang. We just don't want to be Urban Dictionary where like <laughs> my friend my friend Michael means like somebody's kind of stupid. Um, Boy. Like that's not that's not used for legitimate communication to a larger audience. Mm-hmm. But one of the big things we've been passionate about is like including dialects of English that are not typically represented in dictionaries. So, mm. like uh, South African words, uh, Indian words has been a big one. So, like, because there's all these kind of uh, borrow words that come into English yeah. used mm-hmm. used in India. Yeah, let's see what like uh, AAVE is definitely something we've mm-hmm. included that is not uh, most quote-unquote English American dictionaries don't include uh, A-V-E or a.k.a. Ebonics. And people are like, oh, I know what that is. Um, <laughs> but, you they're know. Not ner- they're not uh, word nerds. No, they're not. Um, and we're pretty passionate that, you know, wherever English is spoken, it should be, like, it is valid if it is spoken and it is meant to be communicated. Um, the only issue is if, you're, if you just literally are making up a word and don't expect anybody to understand it, that's not a word. <laughs> like, or it might become one very quickly if you're good sure. at it. If you're yeah. Dr. Seuss or a famous author, or you know, it's used in a debate or something, and you just make up a word, but then it becomes a word. Strategery. Strategery is definitely yeah. now a word. Is it? What? I, it might. I mean, it. People will use it. It's 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 tongue in cheek, but it's true. It, it is Bush used. uses the word strategery to mean strategic. Um, or actually, well, strategics, did, I guess. No, it had, yeah, it had a subtly different meaning because he meant the act of being strategic. Yeah. Or to, like, but we need to use strategy. No. Yeah, no. And there were, I, I did read some things or some language <laughs> for like explaining the subtle differences between strategery. Um, I mean, obviously, it was just a mistake at the time, <laughs> but he was trying to, uh, uh, he had another word from the early 90s that... Oh, bush lips. Bush lips, which is one of the words that was a word of the year, and it died, yeah. just disappeared. So I remember when uh, Bush Senior, HW, said, you know, read my lips, oh, no yes. new taxes. Um, and then, I guess, proceeded to implement a f- few more taxes. 
Um, so then the term <laughs> bush lips came in as a you know situation where you can't trust um, what someone's saying. Mm. I think that's a really good word, and I think we should uh, reinstate that. I agree. Bush lips. Bush lips. Yeah. It's fun to I say agree. too. No new bush lips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. Was that Kennedy? I know, that was... <laughs> that was very Nixon. We shall go to the moon this century. Not because it is easy, but because it is hard. I liked that. That had a little bit of Kissinger. Yeah. <laughs> because it is hard. You're like, oh, look, it's President Kennedy on our podcast. <laughs> what a get. I remember happy to uh, be here. That was Mayor Quimby, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. So. Chowder. 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 So, <laughs> so what's next? After, after you've, you've done this beautiful, wonderful uh, word mission and you've made interesting things happen and you've reinstated bush lips. And what, what's your strategy for finding out what you guys are doing next, other than uh, barbacking and sous <laughs> Um. So, well, I'm in the middle of writing a an update to... I don't think we've actually talked about this uh, yet. Um, <gasps> is this an exclusive? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, it's, Holy... It's an exclusive. We need like an exclusive shit. sound, like breaking news. Yeah. That was good. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's there it. it is. Um, this just in. Uh, update to Pragmatic Guide <laughs> to News of the world. Yeah. So I'm writing an update to the Pragmatic Guide to SAS, which was mm-hmm. a uh, SAS book, one of the first SAS books. It was not the, the first yeah, SAS book. That Michael wrote. Uh, that and I, I, wrote I put my name on it. Years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That's how Hampton Hampton does projects. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's almost done, and it should be out April ish. Yeah, I, I don't know. In oh, wow. ebook, definitely. Uh, print, probably in summer. Um, yeah. We expanded all the SAS three features. Yeah, cool. maps and three point three three stuff 4. about yeah maps. Um, More things. Route, uh, weirder mixins. Um, yeah, eyeglass. So yeah, the eyeglass. new compass oh, replacement, right. um, and some stuff about Susie is in there yeah. as well. The grid. And system. once again, uh, oh, cool. my name will be on the book, and I wrote like the intro. Yeah, you did That's a great good. job of writing the intro. I helped with the table of contents. <laughs> you did help with the table. Of and contents sometimes, well. like we talked about things, and then you wrote it. It's true. I'm a great co-author. So if you ever want me to co-author a book with you, I'll just. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll just write a book, and then I'll email you and say, Hampton, I wrote a book. Would I'll you like, like to have written this? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Well, that's awesome. I I um I learned a lot of SAS by reading that book back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, like four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was a while. Picked it up. Had a PDF. A plus. It was great. Did you pay for that PDF? I did. <laughs> I think it was in. I think it was in our I don't old company. a little nervous, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I did. Wait, it was in our old company's Dropbox folder. Uh, I thought as that well. Was, uh, luckily. I already knew SAS before I got there. So that was my uh, second copy mm. in PDF format. Well, it's funny. So Michael uh, used to be a biology researcher mm-hmm. and then was like, hey, this is really slow um, and not as much fun as I thought it was going to oh, be. It's terrible. Yeah. And so then uh, they had asked me to like Pragmatic, which is a, a, a publisher I'm, I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they were like, hey, do you want to write a book? And I was like... I'm busy. I don't have time for this. I don't, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. You know who does. And and then Michael's like, I do. Yeah. And so he taught himself uh, SAS by writing that book. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah that's so, awesome. so it, that first edition is written by a true expert. <laughs> well, this, it's a this beginner's late, book. Yeah, I know. I think I was actually thinking about this the other day, and I really think that um, coming at it from a beginner's perspective really does help in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I definitely... I think that's carried through a lot of, um, you know, I did some training stuff at the company we worked together with, Liam. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, whenever I'm writing stuff, I try and make sure you come at it from a beginner's perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, it's a cool, and it's a cool format. for the, It's a little book, mm-hmm. and, like, each page, left-hand side, like, describes it, like, has writing, and then the right-hand side is, like, code samples, so you can just, in each two pages is, like, a right. new thing to learn, which... You can kind of just like speed through it till you're like, oh, advanced mix-ins. And you can almost, if you're good, you can kind of look at like the code and be like, oh, 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 okay. Oh, you can do that. Cool. Next page. Um, So I kind of like it. It's my kind of book because like there's a couple other SaaS books that are like 900 pages and like detail every single possible edge case. And I'm like, "Uh, uh, thanks. Uh, I don't need that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So... Let's see. And so I'm uh, my next thing. Yeah. So this has been really funny, right? So I'm uh, known 
uh, in the development community. Mm-hmm. Right? That's mostly like my people. But most of my career has not been coding. So like SAS, uh, I did not code. I, I wrote a spec for it and well, like barely a spec. And I convinced <laughs> Natalie to to code a uh, an interpreter, like, and and that's how it started. I, I I noticed that your your language for the way that those projects uh, happened has evolved over the years. I remember hearing the word invent for a while, and now yeah. I see instigate. Well, I so I've gone back. It's you know it's really tough because there's you, like you want to you want to give yourself enough credit, but then yeah. you also don't want to be like not like giving enough credit to the other people who've done like a lot of super hard work like natalie's done seven years of nonstop work on the project mm-hmm. um yeah and uh you know but she doesn't like doing public speaking and you know is less on the community management stuff and like really just wants to focus on the language and the ruby code and you know libsass and all that and keeping those organizers happy and sasconf it's like yeah, no interest so it's like trying to figure out like i used the word creator for a long time and then you know and then it was like inventor because i'm like well what is I didn't like. Did I code it? Is that creator? Creator, it's complicated. Well, like you want to, you just want to be like. Open source is so much about sharing credit positively and trying Mm -hmm. to support each other. Like people don't like the politics is thick, Um, and you know even you know when you're you're good friends, like it it can get awkward if if you don't watch. Like you have to be really careful about what you say, Um, because like right now, I don't know. Natalie could like hate something I'm saying. I hope not. She's probably gonna do it. She's not listening. Let's um, <laughs> see. She's still listening to this podcast. This is all design nerds. Yeah, uh, Natalie is a very much a programmer. Um, no, but uh, so yeah, I'm doing kind of a job hunt right now, trying to figure out uh, what I want to do. And it's funny because uh, yeah, so I mostly do like managementy stuff, and I've kind of done that since the beginning of my career. Like, I, I definitely can program, and it's so funny. Every single interview, every single interview I do, not this kind of interview. Mm-hmm. But like every single job interview, they start with like at least two or three times during the interview, they'll be like, you know, this isn't a coding position. I'm like, <laughs> I know. Thank you. And I'm like, well, you, you sure you don't like you, you wouldn't be coding in this role. You know that, right? Like this, you'd have to work with people in this role. I'm like, uh-huh. I get it. <laughs> That's what I do. I work with people. Um, and it, it's just so weird. There's so few people I think who do tech and people equally. Um, that like it just confuses and it's it's made it like weird to look for a job right sorry greatest problems and like everybody should just feel so bad for me (laughs) oh my gosh well vp of engineering or like cto is so frequently like the alpha nerd like you work your way up there by by (laughs) punching other nerds in the snout until you have asserted all the dominance but but sometimes like the best people for those jobs are the people who you know are good at people I don't think that I I think in a very small startup that might be the case. That's what um, I always see. But that's not for any medium sized company up. I mean, actually, if anything, the CTOs are non technical, just mm-hmm. entirely could not possibly <laughs> know about well, yeah, I mean, the like, code. The company is big as say Salesforce, but I think most medium to you know medium. just dep- it depends on the size, right? The bigger you right. get, the less they they, right. they need to know, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, you know that's but yeah that's, we've we've definitely had a lot of things recently with uh, code uh, code tests and interviews and uh, I think Hampton's gone on a couple of rants about uh, that recently. Uh, but the idea of the, and make it, uh, the only thing you need to be we make Tina noises a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, the only thing you need to be good at, you know, say being a programmer or working on a tech team is that you can solve some algorithms. I think is a real problem at the moment. <laughs> This is my my blood boils. You're gonna work with people. Do some bubble sort. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, it's. I like that they'll bizarre. do things like, you know, we have one anagram test. We give everybody. Sorry, this really happened in a job interview, mm-hmm. and they're like every single person anywhere near engineering, like from I think they included designers ish in this too, has to pass this one secret code problem that they do. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, but, you know, we expect designers not to do well at it, obviously, because they don't really know. But everybody does it. And I'm like, wait, what? Why? Yeah, <laughs> it's like designed it, to fail. Like, if we're, oh, we're expecting right. you oh. to do shitty. Oh, it is. And it's and, and a horrible we, thing to put people through. Yeah. yeah. And we said to 
this company, you know, well, if it doesn't really mean much, why are you still doing it? And <laughs> they were like, well, you know, it's tradition. Yeah. And you're like, that, that is bizarre. Yeah. And the history of why it started was because the CTO didn't know how to hire. And his friend said, you should try this. And so then he now does it always and has never tried not doing it, um, wow. which is crazy. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so actually, because I think this is a more general topic. I don't want you to board the designers out there with the with yeah, code stuff. But you, I, I think they can relate really well. Like all yeah, of my yeah. friends who do design, they have to do these like stupid wireframing and visual design tests. Like they have their own version of the same yeah. thing. So it's so an industry what I, problem. What I'm always interested in and um, is the idea of hiring is uh, like, what are you more afraid of as a, as a hiring manager, a false positive or a false negative? That means, do you, are you afraid that somebody will come in, have all positives and then they were you're like, it was wrong. Like you, those weren't really positives. Um, or are you worried that, or what I'm worried about are false negatives, which is somebody comes in, they seem pretty good. You see lots of positives, but then, you know, I don't know, maybe they don't communicate well under the stressful situation of uh, being asked a code question or, uh, and more egregious things, maybe they were wearing the wrong thing or maybe, you know, that last company they were at, they seemed to be there a little longer than I would have liked them to. Um, and, and a lot of hiring I find is looking for negatives. Mm-hmm. Let's find like the first veto. Um, and that's honestly how it, it uh, the last the company where we oh, all worked I before, uh, I, I, I was in charge of a hiring process that was like, if anybody who did the interview said no, that's it. And I've heard that. And, and it makes, it makes sense in some ways though. It, mm-hmm. it, if, I think in a traditional hiring sense, it's like, well, obviously if somebody thinks they're not capable, you know, we want the best. I think the real problem is like. All you're doing is introducing so many biases. Like, I, I, I think, uh, I, I now believe in, I want one person to really want to work with them. Um, that's, I'm, lo- I'm looking for one really strong positive. Hmm. And let's say, sure, they tricked you. They're really horrible. And they don't even, they, they can't be trained. They know nothing. They just, they're horrible to everybody around them. Um, you know, I mean, then you can fire them. Like, that's true. I, yeah. I, I think back on people I turned down that I was hiring um, and uh, because of, of negatives in the group and uh, – sorry, uh, like negative votes. And uh, I have a lot of regret about that because I think there's a lot of great people in there who needed a chance and could provide things to the team. Like, um, And, and you know, I'll, I'll also be honest, like pro- it's definitely a thing that removes diversity very quickly because mm-hmm. if you're like – Oh, here's the kind of problem that, you know, like Cal CS grads can do. Um, you're going to get a room full of Cal CS grads and you're not going to get people with different life experiences and you're not going to have the person who wants to write documentation. Everybody's going to be running around being like, I want to solve a hard problem, an interesting problem. Um, anyhow, and I think that's really problematic. And I think that, uh, yeah, when you filter a room, you're going to end up with the same thing on the other side, like lack of thought diversity and, uh, you know. I know definitely women get uh, don't get jobs based off clothing way more than men. Like that's a, uh, I, I definitely know of an example where somebody was said that they looked stuck up, and so oh, that was wow. the reason for not hiring. That's that's really fucked like, up. Sorry, and this wasn't yep. told as a horror story. This was a like legitimate thing. Does that make like I, I, this isn't a rumor? This is like yeah, this is like yeah. Just, it was just the reason was like kind of looked stuck up, and I'm like, I just implode. Um, cause I don't know, we have to do like, I just think it's a bad way to build a team. I think a team, I want somebody who loves crazy algorithms and is a super kind of traditional backend nerd who wants to code all day. And then I want somebody else who's like really into the product stuff. And then I want somebody else who, you know, goes through and likes mentoring people. And I want somebody else who writes tests cause they're always telling everybody to write more tests. There's always that person. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, the variety I think is so important. And I would say my issue with, like, coding tests and things like that is when you're giving someone a description of, like, this fake app you want them to build in this particular technology and you're just going against this checklist of what they're supposed to be able to accomplish. Like, if you're a Ruby shop and this person is really good at JavaScript, those skills are so applicable. Mm -hmm. Like, you just need a few days to, like, get your mind around Mm -hmm. it and someone can be trained up. But, oh, they didn't do it in Ruby. They're out. Like, you're disqualifying Mm -hmm. people who are perfectly qualified. And I don't don't know. It's... Yeah, 
And it's it also, like people have potential and you don't right. give it to them. And it's bullshit. Yeah. It's like learning the difference between, you know, push or whatever the one in Ruby is or whether that's in JavaScript or whatever. Yeah, it's just like yeah. you just need to look it up in the... You know, it's add object in JavaScript. Add right? object, there you go. So, yeah, you disqualify right? people on syntax issues as opposed to rapport. Right, right, know? definitely. Like, I definitely would say the company that we... I, I just turned down the job because they asked me to do a coding test. Uh, <laughs> like, straight straight out. I, I, I applaud... <laughs> We did well, some clapping. Yeah, we did some what? clapping. Okay, so I was super torn on that because I'm like, you know, I was like, it's not because, like, I'm better or something like that. Nobody shall ever question my skills. Right. Um, I was just like, you're really this, like, you think that your incredibly white guy group of people is not that way because you asked, you require in all positions to answer this one super algorithmic math i'm sure i mean they always say it's oh you can use any language you want and it's not it's not super mathematical anybody could do it anyone could do it like no no they they actually can't i love they your recruiter can't. voice <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's you know anyone can do it it's, it's really easy it's fun it's fun you don't have to get the right answer we'll just talk through it you know we'll just it's the communication's the most important part and yeah and they basically said even if you fail it we'll still hire you um then I was why like, are you doing it? I don't know. It just it just makes me and then it's a red flag at that point right. in That's, the interview process. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. So I'm gonna have to spend all my time here. I'm gonna have to be hosting these code questions, oh, and there's you could no infiltrate. I'm yeah. not and change it from the inside. That's Whoa. my that's my Whoa. question. So here's the thing: you have so many, you have so many. Thank you, by the way. <laughs> you, you have you you have like so many opinions about um about what is good hiring? And I think you like, you, they're founded opinions. You're not a crackpot. So well, you're looking at all these places that, okay, we'll get to I that. I do like a, a little second. crack. I like a little, just, <laughs> just a little crack. Just a wakes you up on a Monday. Sure. So you're trying to get hired right now. And, and like, are, are you looking for places that already are hiring in a sane way? Or are you, is, is there any chance of you going into a place and saying there's redeemable features here and I will make them better oh, at this? Oh, sure. Sorry, that, well, I mean, this is a lot of details. That one was, they were, uh, it was it was more of a technical role, mm -hmm. and it wasn't as much of a leadership role as I was wanting anyway. Sure. Um, so they were like, oh, you can be like kind of chief architect kind of role, um, which is fine. But what I really, um, I really like running larger groups. I find that really fun. Um, you do run a group well. I like, I try to. So when you declined that offer, did you tell them, like, yeah, I, I, I think this is bullshit and your I hiring did. is bullshit. I'm out. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, OK. Yeah, they were like, well, sorry. I, we understand. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know if they, they... weren't even like yeah. a little bit like, oh, Love maybe this lesson. is bullshit. Like no reflection. Yeah. I mean, we had a long conversation about it. And I think they they I didn't. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was super rational, which was just the. Yeah. And, and they weren't like, oh, yeah, we will totally use new practices. I mean, yeah, it was funny because. This company was also like, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to uh, inflate Hampton's ego a little bit. But they were like, oh, we really, really want to hire you. Like, I, you'd be perfect for this job. This is such a difficult job to hire for. You would be perfect. You are, like, actually the best person for this job. We would love to hire you. But you do need to do this coding test. Hampton's like, well, I'm And it's a not, full day coding test. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm not going to do it. And they're like, well, but you'd be so good at this job. This, this is just <laughs> the job that was made for you. And you're like, well... Oh. Again, you have to question why you're doing these tests if the person who you think would be amazing at this. And actually the person who was doing this interview process was also like, as a kind of weird counterexample, I don't know why he told us the story, but he was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. no. he was like, oh, my best friend who I respect, so, you know, he's such a great programmer and I think he would be perfect as a CTO at this company. Um, he failed the test and I, th I respect him as a programmer. I'm like, well, how can you place any so, value in this test then? Yeah, I was like, oh, he's great like you are, and he failed. And so I'm like, wait, so... What are you so saying you're, exactly? you're saying you're filtering out people who... And I, I brought that up, and I was like, yeah, maybe we are. I was like, I know. Yeah, <laughs> and I then mean, also they decided, they had enough data to decide that you would be great for this role, and yeah. this is the one thing that's going to be the decider. Like, yeah. Yeah, they like, gathered enough. We can go through open source projects we have, if you want to look at those for code examples or whatever. Yeah. No, but I mean, there's there's a ton of uh, like middle upper management jobs in tech companies, which are really the things like my favorite. I like managing managers kind of thing. That's my that's my jam because uh, you get to work on all sorts of different things. So I'm like 
I love front end stuff. I love uh, consumer like uh, like product work. I love infrastructure work. I know I can do security compliance. I do all these like totally weird things. And the only way that I can do all those things is because you just go to one meeting. Like, oh yeah, level, you, you go to one meeting and you're like, oh, let's you know who's who's going to be our auditor this year for PCI level one, and then um, you know your next meeting is like. You know, so we're doing some user testing on our new buttons, and then there's lots of fun. And then you go to another one, and you talk about hiring practices, and then you go to another one, and it's, you know, I don't know, like, what orchestration tool are we going to use? Um, and it's all just over the place, and I love it. I'm, so, right. I'm really, <laughs> like, it's been fun doing a startup with Michael and I and, we, and our, our one employee, and we get to work at home, and it's been really relaxing, and a lot of good, you know, work's been done. But I'm kind of excited to go back to something more schizophrenic. I'm excited to see what you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I should have come back after I have a job, and then I could be on here being like, we're hiring, we're hiring. We'll do a follow-up. That's yeah. like 99% of any management jobs in this city now. Mm -hmm. It's just like, do you want a job? I will hire you. Well, you're welcome to come back whenever you want. Mm -hmm. You're just coaxing people into a we're box hiring. with a treat in it. <laughs> do we have to sponsor it? No. Good, good. We don't make any money off this anymore. Wait, we can bring in like cupcakes or something. So this podcast used to be part of the Mule Radio Network, which was a podcast network that we ran. And uh, then we stopped making money. And so now we don't try. And now hey, we just do this. That's like us. Hmm. And that's fun. That's it's so, fun. Stop yeah. making money. And then you just... So uh, I want to I wanna, um, close this out with a lightning round. I'm Ooh. not sure what that lightning round will be, but I think we should have a lightning round. Yes. Oh, man. What's a lightning round? I got to think. I'm getting myself focused for a lightning round. That's cool. That's uh, cool. We've cool. prepared an algorithm for you. To <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking out. That'd be amazing. Uh, what about like um, top three or the top country you want to visit in this next coming year? Oh, okay. Uh, Steph. Oh, no. Top country. America's next top country. Yeah. Okay, so I don't, I don't know that I'll be able to do this in 2016, but I always wanted to go to Oktoberfest in Munich. Ooh, like I think yeah, about yeah. this all the time. <laughs> I mean, you got. Yeah. I'm mostly thinking about pretzels and beer all the time. Sorry, Liam. That's no, I know. That's, I understand. It's okay. part of my charm. I've seen your variable names: <laughs> <laughs> pretzel brown, beer yellow, <laughs> spetzel underscore. Oh, I could do with some spetzel. Spetzel. Um, I make really good spetzel. We need to make this like dinner party mm, happen, yes. like some sous vide. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can do like pork and spetzel. Yeah, That'd be amazing. You sous vide the pork. I'll bring spetzel. There you go. Liam, Done. bring beer. Mm. I can bring beer. Uh, God, where do I want to go? I want to, I was thinking about going to, uh, uh, Thailand mm. just cause it's, uh, it's nice there and you can get a flight pretty cheap. I haven't been out of the country very much. Mm. I've been to Mexico many times and that's it. Mexico is a lovely country. I do like Mexico. There's a lot of great parts of Mexico, but I've seen it many times and, uh, I would like to go somewhere new. Like the beach is what you want to do. The beach, the beach. Isn't that in Thailand? The Leonardo There's a beach. DiCaprio movie. Yeah. Yeah. The beach. I, I also think that if I get to Thailand, then I can uh, justify doing like a short jaunt off of there to Japan for a day because mm. I don't want to stay in Japan for very long because I, I will not be able to afford it. Yeah. Dude, you should go to Taipei. Taipei? I'm, I'm thinking about going back for New Year's because they shoot fireworks off the Taipei yeah. 101. Wait. Oh, yeah. I went to Taiwan last year and it was amazing. Oh, really? Wait, I had the like, wait, greatest time. You're saying you can't afford it. I mean, let me come back because we will be hiring. I can't, okay. Um, I can't afford I can to help you, stay I, in Japan I can help for you very long. <laughs> okay, but Taipei is super cheap. It's like cheap Japan. I'll go to, I'll go to Taipei. Yeah, it's fine. I like that. Uh, well, my answer was actually going to be, uh, see, I like to set achievable goals. You know, I don't want to, yeah. So okay. I'm going to say Smart Japan. Goals. Uh -huh. And because uh, I'm going there in two weeks. You so, are? So... Well, actually, I was, I'd been thinking of this question because Japan was top of my list, but I think that's cheating. It sounds like cheating. So cheating. I'm going to say, You're well, cheating. I know Hong Kong isn't really a country, but it's a special administrative region. Mm -hmm. So true. I guess Hong Kong, China. Um, I, I'm fascinated with the uh, stain of colonialism on this world that my uh, native country has left. Mm. And um, <laughs> I, I, I'm really fascinated by Hong Kong and this idea of, you know, everything is called Victoria, whatever, or yeah. you know, lots yeah. of English and tea. And then, well, I mean, tea's in China, but. The stain uh, of colonialism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's some kind of weird mix. I think that would be interesting. And they have a Disneyland. So. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah, they do. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're trying to get every Disneyland in uh, the world. 
So we're working. We're going to Disneyland and in, in, uh, in Japan. We're big theme park nerds. So that's like a whole topic I've done today. all of them. I don't think no. They haven't been to Hong Kong. They haven't done Hong Kong. No, They've and then there's a new the one others. that's opening yeah, soon. They Shanghai. haven't been to Shanghai. Yeah. So how many do you guys have done? Well, we've done L.A., Orlando, and Paris. So Wait, we, yeah, we did. We did all three of those in one year once. Too. <laughs> that sounds fun. That's what we. Yeah. That's when when you're dual income, no kids, and uh, or no income. No kids right now. I know. Nicks. Technically, are we're Nicks? Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> hopefully, we Dinks again. Nicks. 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 No, no income. No, no income. Kids. No kids. Nicks. Oh. Um, yeah, but like you know, when you're like grown man children who like design, uh, which is why we like theme parks. By the way, oh, Sorry, oh, like, no, that's exactly right. Design based it's definitely design. I love, it's not churros. I love the. Well, the churros are designed churros. to be fucking amazing. Well, I like the Disney churros because they're like five dollars for one of them. You're like, absolutely terrible. Yeah. What? I grew up down the street from Disneyland, so my mom would give us like a twenty on school trips, and I would just be like, "Cool, I get four churros. That's all I'm going to eat today." <laughs> well, I, I, in uh, theme park fandom, there's very much like well, there's several different camps, but I'll, I'll keep this short because we're doing the lightning round at the end. But I just can't yeah, this is like a slow burn round. I, well, like no, it. I think this is a candle round. So it is interesting. There's uh, like Michael and I are big fans of things like the construction of rides and trying to figure out how they build it and mm-hmm. queuing systems when they improve that and like like I'm super into the mechanics and design of the parks. Mm-hmm. Um, but most other theme park fans are like legitimately kind of childlike, just pure enjoyment with no intellectualism to it sure like just oh disney's the greatest company in the world and they just like wear disney clothes all the time especially this is more disney um and it's just funny that like when we kind of hang out with like or you're getting involved like we we have a magazine that we read called attractions magazine oh so right. and it is just <laughs> filled with like family photos and it's just like all these people writing letters like i had a really nice time in disney mickey mouse shook my hand here is a picture <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh and like like oh i love like people adults who like meet and greets Oh yeah, um, I don't get the that's when you like go yeah. meet like a princess. You know, or you queue up and meet a princess, like a whole separate queue just yeah. to like get a picture with Tigger. So I, uh, I went to Disneyland uh, in um, I guess December, yeah, mm-hmm. December uh, with uh, my lady friend Tiffany, and she hadn't been in a long time, and she did not. She we had never been together, and she did not understand what I go to Disneyland for. And so we get into Disneyland and I'm like, there's a security camera there, there, yeah. there, and there. <laughs> Listen to how the music fades as you go yeah, from Adventureland no, yeah, to Fantasyland. That wall over there, those bricks, that's the test wall. Those were the bricks that they built the firehouse out of. That's the one they chose. And she was like, please never speak. Okay, we need to arrange a trip to go to Walt <laughs> yeah, Disney that's World what, then. I fucking I love, love Disneyland. Or I like to walk to the corners, like if you go to one of the little alleys, oh, and then you yes. look at the way you're not supposed to look. Yes. Like yeah. you you face the direction that is unnatural to face. Yeah. And you can always see weird stuff about how they constructed it, or like some of the illusions break down. And, uh, uh, or or there's little hidden stuff a lot of times. Yes. Uh, there's little like, uh, especially off Main Street, uh, usually there's mm-hmm. cute little, little hidden, hidden areas. Just a, just a cute little hidden area. Just a cute little, mm-hmm. little, little quiet. Just a little quiet time. Let's all go to Disneyland. All right, let's oh, do it. All right, let's uh, pack our bags. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's take, we're taking the show on the road. <laughs> I was going to say, one day over drinks when I'm bothering you at the bar, like, ask me about how my dad got thrown out of Disneyland. <laughs> okay. That sounds amazing. Okay, that'll be a good story. Yeah. All right, but I'm booking our flights right now. Okay, okay that's cool. We'll be here in like 10 minutes. So. I'm ready. Awesome. Yeah, make sure to use the bathroom, everybody. I have a go bag. Yeah, Passport, $1,000, 9mm handgun. Wow. <laughs> That'll do it. Sorry, that's a good joke. Okay, goodbye. Bye, <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye, bye.
let me let me put some condiments into our meat 